Hi, my name is Carmen, and I am an early childhood special education teacher, a life and ADHD coach, and I'm the host of this podcast, Authentically ADHD. I created this podcast to help anyone wondering if they have ADHD, people who have been diagnosed for a while and want some more support and community. I'm here to bring you the latest research on ADHD and neurodiversities while we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of ADHD. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome to the tribe. Also, if you're listening in real time, Happy New Year. I know it's like the third, but I hope you all had a wonderful and safe New Year's Eve. I was pretty boring. I didn't do much, and I fell asleep before midnight. I actually think that the last time that I actually stayed up until midnight was like a couple years ago, and I was the only one in my house who wasn't sick with COVID or the flu. (laughs) Anyways, I hope that this year is the best year so far in your life. And I say so far because I want all of the upcoming years to be amazing for you. Speaking of New Year, do you make New Year's resolutions? I used to, but I don't anymore because I let myself believe that I could never reach the goals that I set for myself. I'd be doing so well and then seemingly out of nowhere, I would just stop the actions or habit or whatever I had committed to and then shame and berate myself because I didn't meet my extremely high expectations or because I quote-unquote let myself fail instead of getting back up and trying again. Do you relate to this at all? Like the two steps forward, four steps back debacle? (laughs) If so, then today's topic is definitely for you because we are talking about self-sabotage in the ADHD brain. Are you ready? Let's get started. So why did I say self-sabotage specifically in the ADHD brain? Well, because self-sabotage is a human behavior. It's a human thing that does happen to everyone. But through my research, my experience and coaching hundreds of ADHDers, we as ADHDers tend to be more susceptible to self-sabotage because of our lack of cognitive flexibility, our lack of emotional regulation, and our lack of self-awareness. I decided on this topic for the beginning of 2024 because self-sabotage is researched in typically developing people by the average day people drop going to the gym after the new year. Did you know that It's in like a few days. (laughs) On around the eighth day of January, half of the gym people's memberships, half those people, they stop, they drop from going to the gym. And then around the 15th of January, 
the numbers go back to what they looked like in December. So before we have even reached February, and I'm talking about neurotypical people, they have all given up on their New Year's resolution of going to the gym. Now this tends to happen with people who have ADHD, no matter the goal or the time of year. But society has somehow marked New Year as a new year, new me, and our brains just don't work that way. They don't. We can't just change into a new year, new me type of person. Actually, typically developing people, um, it's really, really hard when they try to do it that way. And um, some of this episode is going to explain why. So what is self-sabotage? So like I said, self-sabotage is a human behavior that happens when you create some type of goal, you're making progress, and then unconsciously we sabotage our own progress. It's like all of a sudden it just seems that we forget or we just don't have time to do the habit or the goal that we were making progress in. Now, I know you're wondering like, okay, well, why the hell do we do this? Like, this makes no sense. Like I said, it's an unconscious thing. And because of the lack of self-awareness in our ADHD brains, we really are tricked by our very sneaky thoughts, by our incredibly powerful brains. Here's the thing. Creating a change in areas of your life create cognitive dissonance. So when you're trying to change a part of your lifestyle, and it's a bigger part of your lifestyle, like working out, following a routine, etc., it creates something called cognitive dissonance. If we are unaware of our set point in the area we are trying to change, that's one reason one of the biggest reasons that we self-sabotage. Now I'm going to explain some of these terms um, in just a minute, cognitive dissonance and set point, so that you can understand. Everyone has set points in all areas of life, in the amount of money we have, how much we weigh, our career advancement, following a routine or schedule, a set point is where it's familiar to your brain. Notice I didn't say comfortable. I said familiar. (laughs) Your brain craves familiarity over anything because it literally thinks that anything else could kill you. The brain is meant to keep you alive and problem solve, so it's just doing its job. And the brain is so tricky that when you go out of the area of your comfort set point, the thought doesn't sound like, you know, I'm just going to stop this because it's super uncomfortable and I'm familiar. So I'm just, I'm just going to sabotage myself. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds more like, oh, I deserve a break or I can skip one day, I've been working so hard, or I've saved up such and such amount of money, I I can spend some of it. Now this is because the brain would rather stay where it's familiar, even if it doesn't actually feel good. I'm going to say that again, 
because it's important and I feel like I want to say it again. This is because our brains would rather stay where it's familiar even when it doesn't actually feel good. Here's the thing. Humans generally believe that when they're trying to make positive change in their lives, that it's supposed to feel good, but it actually feels terrible. <laughs> like, think about it. Making those types of changes in your life, it feels terrible. So here's an example from my own life. I've been working out pretty regularly for about three years now, but in the beginning, I had several times that I wanted to actually did self-sabotage unconsciously by thinking, I don't have to stretch, I can take one day off, etc., etc. I was sore. I had to wake up earlier in the day in order to fit my workouts in throughout the day. And the physical change takes a few months. Making that positive change is actually uncomfortable being sore, having to wait for positive results that you can see. Your brain perceives it as something bad, so it sneaks in and gives you those super sneaky thoughts, and then you skip a day, and it feels good, so you skip another day. Then all of a sudden, you've stopped the positive change you're trying to make, and this happens because ADHD brains have difficulty with that cognitive dissonance. We have a lack of cognitive flexibility. Cognitive dissonance is changing your set point. So <laughs> it doesn't feel good. It actually feels terrible at first. Cognitive dissonance is the feeling of discomfort when we are trying to change our set point. So when we are trying to change something that's been comfortable to us, familiar to us for pretty much our whole lives, we slip, we slip into those sneaky thoughts and self-sabotage takes over. There are also times when you will actually reach your goal then you may be looking for a certain positive emotion or fulfillment. And when we don't find it or feel that emptiness, we drop all the progress that we have just made, no matter what set point you're trying to change. Creating healthy habits, being on time, money management, working out, eating healthier, career, relationships, etc. Here's the thing. And my coach said this, and I don't know if this is a quote from someone else, but I'm going to quote her because I believe she came up with this. Kristen Carter is my coach. Yes, none other than the host of the podcast, I Have ADHD. So here's the thing. Our emptiness cannot be filled by the things we do or the achievements we make. That emptiness can only be filled by how you think about yourself and how you speak to yourself internally. I absolutely love my coach because she teaches me things like this all the time. And I'm going to say that quote again because, again, I believe it's important. Our emptiness cannot be filled by the things we do or the achievements we make. That emptiness can only be filled 
by how you think about yourself and how you speak to yourself internally. Okay? I absolutely love that quote and I really hope that you take it to heart because it's something that has to do with our self-worth and why we self-sabotage. Hey ADHD here. Are you looking for more support with your brain? Do you crave community with people who understand you? You should really check out Focused, the group coaching program I am a part of that is for adults with ADHD. It's made and run by none other than Kristen Carter of the I Have ADHD podcast. I've grown so much by being in this program, using the tools, and being in the community for over a year now. If you use the link in my show notes, we both save money on this or next month's um, cost, so I think it's worth it. Go check it out at IHaveADHD.com slash focused. So did you know that dopamine does not come um, to us as ADHDers when we finish a task? Dopamine is actually created by the anticipation of the task. A lot of ADHDers live in fantasy, which makes sense because the anticipation is what we gain dopamine from. We struggle to feel that overall positive emotion even when we do achieve our goals. Again, making these changes never feels great. It actually feels terrible. As ADHDers, we also lack self-trust to believe that we can achieve the goals we set out to do. This is because we have so much evidence for all of the reasons we believe we can't achieve whatever goals that you set out to do. Then there are the things that happen while trying to achieve the goal, such as being too hard on ourselves, having a fear of rejection or failure, um, that you have unkind or even mean internal self-talk, so you shame and berate yourself instead of kindly validating yourself. You overdo it, leading to burnout. You live in some type of perfectionism. You engage in catastrophizing. You engage in problematic positive thinking. You feel like an imposter. You wait until the last minute. You don't plan for unseen inevitable things like getting sick, family emergencies, or getting hurt. Lack of self-awareness, lack of emotional regulation, lack of ability to recognize, notice emotions, and name them, and lack of organization, prioritization, and planning. Like I said, self-sabotage is a human behavior that ADHDers are more prone to. Are you surprised as to why? Because of all the things I just listed. We have issues with organization and prioritization. Um, Our emotional regulation is deficient, and so is our self-awareness. It's not your fault. We just have to work a little harder, like usual. 
We have a regulation deficit. We have a hard time with every single thing that I just listed. So I need you to leave something in 2023 for me, okay? I'm being real here. Lean in. Please leave the heaps of shame that you pile on yourself for being neurodivergent in a neurotypical world, okay? I would love for you to leave that behind in 2023 because this world wasn't built for us. We have to gain our own self-awareness, develop kind self-talk, build in dopamine throughout our tasks, and break them down so they don't seem so daunting. And that's just a few things that we have to do in order to be successful as a neurodivergent person in a world built for neurotypical people. Nothing is wrong with you. You are not broken, my love. Nothing about you needs to be fixed. Please know that. We can improve the wonderful human that we already are without fixing a damn thing, okay? We cannot shame our way to growth. Remember, it doesn't work that way. Speaking of extra supports, I just wanted to tell you all that I've updated my Patreon page to include all of the resources that I've really ever made to be held in one place. Just head to my show notes. Um, The VIP members do get a little extra, um, but you can also purchase like my brand new ultimate ADHD journal and planner, which I've been using for the past year that has worked. Um, nothing is priced over $10 and everything is at least 50 to hundred pages that you can download and print. You can get it to bind it and sent to you, or you can just read it off your screen and use notebook paper. So if you want or need any type of that kind of extra support, just head to my show notes and click the Patreon link to join. I hope to see you in there. Okay, so maybe you actually believe me that it's true or that it could be true, that this isn't your fault. And you're like, okay, I'm not broken. Cool. But how do I improve? Here's the thing. Improving in this area of self-sabotage includes improvement of self-awareness, self-regulation, and validating yourself. You need to validate your needs and your emotions. I know, it sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. Improving our deficits can feel looming, and we can feel helpless. It can feel discouraging when we make a choice that doesn't work out the way we want it to. And it can feel hopeless when we mess up or make mistakes for what seems like over and over and over again. But that is kind of the point here. In order to improve self-sabotage, the key is to feel and validate your emotions. And then be persistent. Get up and try again. Try differently. And hold yourself in validation that you are a human. You are not a robot. You are going to need accommodations. You are going to need help. And I'm telling you from the king of ADHD himself, Russell Barkley, says that the 
best healing happens in community. So let's go through what self-sabotage looks like and how you can interrupt that self-sabotage cycle. I have created a worksheet to go along with this cycle, but it is on the Patreon for the members. There are also workbooks on there for working on your identity and self-worth. There's a relationships workbook, an emotional regulation workbook, and self-care guides. These will be, there will be bonus content too, like that's free to all members, but so please join the Patreon in the show notes, in the free membership. If you can join the paid membership, you will get a lot of perks that come along with it. If you're looking for that community to heal, I really, really suggest you join the paid Patreon. It's not that expensive. And because this type of healing happens best in community, again, according to Russell, Dr. Russell Barkley, the ADHD king, at least in my book. Okay, so here's an example that you can refer back to when you want to interrupt this self-sabotaging cycle. So say you create a goal. Let's say you want to start working out. That's just the easiest one that comes to my brain. First of all, set a reasonable goal so your brain doesn't see workout daily and immediately say, I can't do that. What are you talking about? You must be joking, kid. Um, start with small wins that you can achieve. Doing something like, I will work out two to four times a week works best for ADHDers because no matter if you work out two times, three times, or four times, and whatever days during the week you choose, you are giving yourself wiggle room to get those wins. So make sure you track those wins and celebrate them. Then you need to decide what workouts you will be doing and when you will be doing them. Doing this will prevent the thought of when will I even do this or what workout am I even supposed to do? You will have already decided these things ahead of time. So you are already one step ahead of self-sabotage. See, what we are doing is recognizing our own triggers of self-sabotage first so we can be aware of them as we try to reach our goals. That's the whole point is becoming aware, gaining self-awareness. And like I said before, I've said this a lot, gaining self-awareness is as easy as writing down your thoughts every day, once a day, just to be aware of them. The next part is coming up with ways to recognize those thoughts that usually lead to self-sabotage. What type of thoughts come up for you when you're trying to reach a goal? For me, the thoughts that help sabotage my progress sound like, I've been working so hard, I deserve a break. Or, what's the point, I've already missed three days. Or, I can take a day off, I've been working so hard. So, take a minute, what do those thoughts sound like for you? Write them down as you notice them, because they are not helpful thoughts. So what I do is intentionally write out the thoughts that I want to think, that motivate me to be persistent. These thoughts could sound like, I know this is difficult, and I validate that it's hard, but I can keep going. Or, 
I know that I don't want to do this right now, but I know if I stop, I'm going to stop my progress. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast for a minute, you've heard me say this before. It's Psych 101, and I'm not sure why we're not all taught this in school, but it says that situations cause thoughts. They cause us to have thoughts, right? Which trigger emotion. That emotion drives your actions or inactions. So what we are essentially doing is anticipating self-sabotaging thoughts that may come up to trigger emotions of defeat, helplessness, and an I can't mentality. These emotions will not drive action that will help you to reach your goal. So in conjunction with anticipating our thoughts, we are going to anticipate the uncomfortable emotions that will probably come up in the process of meeting your intended goal. I'm going to give examples for the workout scenario, but I want you to think about what emotions may come up for your specific goal. Remember, when we try to change any part of our lifestyle, cognitive dissonance is created, which is super uncomfortable in itself. But the other emotions could be, I just feel so tired or I feel anxious because it's not going as fast as I want it to go, or I feel helpless because the actual goal feels far away, and possibly feelings of in, blah, 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 possibly feelings of incompetence if the results are not in your favor. These emotions are super important to notice. Even though we have set up the goal to be pretty resistant to self-sabotage, we still will have the sneakiest of thoughts that will create emotions that will drive us to stop and self-sabotage and or regress in our goal progress. It's so important to notice when it's happening so that you can interrupt the cycle. So say you're doing very well, you're following your steps and then you feel a huge sense of overwhelm or another emotion that you know does not drive positive action. This is a warning. It's a big warning. Stop and surf the emotion. Is it true? Is it helpful? I forgot to say something there, so that didn't even make any sense. Stop and surf. Find the emotion. Then find the thought behind the emotion. Is that thought true? Is that thought helpful? If not, find the thoughts behind the emotion. You'll want to shift your thoughts to feel a more productive emotion. Now, please don't try to go jumping from helpless to motivated. It doesn't really work that way because, again, that creates cognitive dissonance in our brain. So we aren't trying to jump up on the emotion scale. We're trying to shift into a more neutral and helpful emotion. Some examples that I love to use are the feeling of capable, willingness, or purposeful. Remember, your brain loves the familiar, even when it's not necessarily comfortable or when it's not where you want to be. 
The same thing happens when you start to make growth is that cognitive dissonance. So the positive change actually brings you to experience cognitive dissonance because the stories that you've told yourself will not match your results. So when you're unaware of this, you will always bring your results back down to the familiar. In order to change that set point, again, you'll need to develop some self-awareness, the willingness to fail and then be persistent and get back up again, and the willingness to feel through the uncomfortable emotions of change so that you can actually reach your goals. Through this practice, I invite you to be so, so kind to yourself, okay? This work takes a lot. It can be very, very hard. If you feel that you need to reach out, I highly suggest seeking out the help from a trauma-informed therapist. They can help you decipher what is ADHD and what is trauma. And they can also help you with these thoughts, helping you practice how to think and how to interrupt these negative thought cycles, okay? I just want to remind you that as 2024 starts here, as everybody posts their achievements from last year, please don't compare yourselves to others, especially on social media. Nobody posts their failures, okay? Social media is a highlight reel. Nobody posts their failures in their highlight reel of the year. So please don't compare yourselves to those unrealistic and unattainable results, okay? I am wishing you such a happy new year. Stay authentic, my friend, and we will talk soon.